Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to these, this uh, NS9 Emergency Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Donardo. With me, we got Neil. Neil, how you doing, man? Pretty good, actually. It was, it, it was a good day to wear my Clemente jersey to work. There you go. You know what? The rumor around Twitter was it was the it was for good PR moves, as we're going to talk about this Mitch mm-hmm. Keller extension. But are you trying to say that it's because you were the Clement, you were the sole reason this happened? I, I think so, because um, it was it was a spirit day today at school. They we had sports jersey day. I, I pulled out the Clemente, then I get to work and we have Mitch Keller signed. So I, did, I, I think did he know? <laughs> I mean, do you think do, do we just have like the most coincidental? signings of all time or do you actually think this is just pr no it's it's not <laughs> like it, it is i mean it's it's a funny coincidence like i mean, i put out today on twitter i love bits and playing in the bits is funny and bits are funny and like i do like this bit because right we, you joke about the weekend that nutting talked to mackie about there's there's funds out there for ben he signs mm-hmm. chapman right now this piece yesterday Hits from a Nesbit today. They signed mm. Keller, right? So, mm. yeah, like the coincidence, I think, is pretty funny. But like, in no means did this. Listen, people, if you read the article, it states in there that they delayed a move over thirty thousand dollars. Like, if we make this move tomorrow, it'll save us thirty grand. Do you really think that same person was like, "Oh my god, an article was written about me"? Here's seventy-seven million dollars to to make it better. <laughs> yeah, Stop. no. And like, and I think even like Mitch's brother was on Twitter, you know, saying, "No, like these talks have been going on for a long time. Like, right. <laughs> this is not coming out of nowhere." <laughs> But let's get all past that. Let's get to the actual news and the good news, right? Like yeah. Mitch Keller has been extended. He is a pirate. It's a five-year extension, which, by the way, starts this year. So it's going to be for four more seasons on top. Mm-hmm. Five-year, $77 million. Let's go. Yeah. that was. I couldn't believe the numbers. Like I thought it was like five years, you know, like the fifteen and a little bit every single year. But no, we're getting up to like twenty million in that last year. I think Ethan was in our Discord talking about like the official numbers, and I'm pretty sure it goes like to eighteen and then twenty in the last two years. So like yeah. this is like significant money. It's not just like it is it, not just like you know Brian Reynolds thirteen million per year. Brian Hayes, I think he, Hayes is like, like eight million a year. Like this is like significant money that like real teams actually spend. You make actually a good point there. Um, like I, I'm trying to think. Polanco's deal at like eleven and a half million. I think it was like eleven and a half million, right? Something around there, maybe close to twelve towards the end. And like yeah. this Chapman now at ten and a half million. You know, like like it's not often you see those figures for the Pirates. Mm. So. Like you mentioned, like going to close to twenty million, yeah, that's significant stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in the other a- aspect of it is the fact that they they did structure it that way. Like the one thing about the Reynolds and the Cabrian Hayes, it was like it was pretty even year in and year out. Yeah, where this one has like the escalations in it. Yeah, no, it was it was a nice change of pace, you know. And, and the Senate can you he's like, oh well, they can easily trade that contract in two years, but. 
at the same time, the fact that they're even willing to go that high, you know, I, I remember it was, uh, I remember like on Twitter, like they were floating around that like they had a hard cap of $13 million. Like the pirates do not offer anyone over $13 million a year. And so to get just the base above that is nice. Now you need to go spend that on, you know, more talent because now you've yeah. opened those floodgates, but we'll, we'll get to that. But it, I, I, I don't want to be too critical because this is a great, this is a great extension. I have zero complaints. It's, it's, it's awesome. I'm with you. Well-deserved. Um, mm. And like, I couldn't be happier for the person. We're talking about a guy who could have been DFA'd, you know, yeah. like, he was that close in his career of being a DFA candidate. Like is mm-hmm. Mitch Keller next year, you know, the talk is Mitch Keller next year going to be a pitcher or is there potential is going to be DFA'd and he's now a $77 million man. So like yeah. congrats, kudos to Mitch Keller. Um, and like congrats to the pirates and, and making this happen. So, you know, like you have some, you've locked up Cabron, you've locked up Brian. Now you've locked up Mitch. Uh, you know, you're seeing the extensions happen. You're seeing the core, maybe some window being developed, right? Like it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. And you get to keep building on it, but yeah, like you are getting like the key pieces locked up on, you know, still like relatively team friendly deals, you know, like it's not like we're paying crazy money for Mitch Keller, like $15 million a year for a starting pitcher is just like, it's still pretty good for the market. All things considered, like, you know, what if I think Frankie Montes got 16 million this year over one year, but I mean, like it is, it's good. It's a good deal. You buy out his arbiters. You get him till he's thirty-two. Like it, it, it's kind of like a win for everyone because you know Mitch Keller. You know if he just keeps pitching like he does, he'll go get another payday at thirty-two when he hits free agency. So, you know, all I can think about is that graphic they showed with Mitch Keller, you know, being the worst in literally everything in the league, right? To getting this, it, it's it's a great story. And that's what I love about this too. Like again, like the story. It is a great story. I mean, this guy, he easily could have just gave up and quit. I mean, it was yeah. it was bad. You just mentioned the graphic. I mean, it's not like the graphic mm-hmm. was lying at that point in time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a very, very bad pitcher on a very bad team. So he was pretty much still forced to be there. Like there was no like sending him back down to the minors. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he's still one of the better pitchers on the team. That says more about the teams, but regardless. Um yeah, like it was just rough goings, and he found his stride once again. Twenty twenty two, very successful year, mm-hmm. uh, and then he carried over to twenty twenty three. Now there were some bumps in the road towards the end, and I think like the one thing about this is because of like how long it took for him to get here, right? Mm-hmm. And like even last year, like you saw, I mean, he was filthy for a good bit of time, but like there were a lot of bumps, and the second half wasn't as successful. That maybe like you know somebody's kind of left there. You know, I'm not saying that like it's bad for Mitch. I'm, what I'm just alluding to is like when you see the five year, seventy seven million dollars. I actually was thinking it was going to be a little bit more. I was looking looking like the mid eighties to like the ninety range is probably what he would, you know, get. Yeah. So like the seventy seven mark is like not to cheer, you know, for the pockets, <laughs> or whatever. But like that's that's kind of like I mean, the, the Pirates were able to get him for seventy seven. Um, we see like he's talking about like the market right now, like how much fifteen million dollar a year pitchers or what type of those pitchers are, you know, and I think even with those bumps in the road, we talked about like Mitch Keller, I think is more valuable. Like in all those pitchers we've talked about, 
uh, you know. But I guess the thing that, that gets to me is when I saw the five years, I was right off the bat assuming too that it was going to start next year. Yeah, um, the way the Pirates have kind of been doing these extensions, like it's going to start this year. It's really only four more seasons, so since it's still including another year of ARB, that seventy-seven does seem about right then. Yeah, no, it, it feels about right, and I imagine the Pirates aren't really thrilled about giving pitchers term into like their mid thirties. And so it'd be hard to see them like really wanting Mitch Keller around for the, 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 th- the 33 year old season. I'm surprised they didn't like throw like a team option in there. That just kind of seemed yeah, like a no brainer. Actually, Like it, I mean, maybe, maybe Keller's camp didn't want it like, but no, I mean, it's, it's a good deal for the pirates. You're not bacon breaking the bank. Um, He's now like he's still like the highest paid player on the team now, isn't he? Yeah, well, like in terms of AAV, I guess, yeah, AAV, but but I mean, obviously, like Keller, or Keller, um, mm-hmm. Reynolds has the, the bigger contract per se, but AAV mm-hmm. definitely Mitch got that. Okay, yeah, no, and, and it's nice to see them like escalating, you know, escalating in terms of how much they're willing to give out, right. But now, now you have to go get crews done. You have to go get more talent around this team. But it's a good start, you know. It is, you know, getting the core locked up. That's what rebuilding teams are supposed to do. The Cubs did it. The Astros did it. You have to get that group of guys locked up. Mitch Keller wanted to be here. He talked about it constantly, and so they got, they got it done. And they got it done without anyone knowing, which was, I don't know how they do it. Like the <laughs> lips are sealed. Right. Why don't we go back is and also just say, like, I mean, the Pirates also have done it, like, to an extent, you know? Mm. Obviously, Cole wasn't done, but you look, I mean, they've locked up Marte, locked up Kutch, they locked up Jay Hay, they locked up even, like, the lesser pit, the guys. Uh, Polanco. <laughs> oh, yeah, Polanco. Um, uh, I'm going to... Uh, Liriano. Necklips. Necklips. Oh, Tavita? <laughs> Tavita, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, they, like, they were giving out extensions... I'm not gonna say like all over the place, but you know, quite a bit back in the day too. So like, I mean, that, that's what I'm getting at is like the Pirates have shown precedent. Like they've been able to do this before. So like, there should be an excuse of why they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, the fact that they do have, have Reynolds locked up, they have Cabrian locked up, pretty lengthy times for both of those, and now Mitch Keller's locked up here. Uh, like that's, that's good. I mean, the next five years, you have three of your pretty core veteran type guys that are mm-hmm. under contract. No, that's important, and you know, I, I then you you know you want more guys that you can lock up too. Like you want to have guys like hopefully Davis has a good year. You want Sawinski to get to a point where you want to extend him. Maybe you try to extend Oviedo since he misses a year, and you can lock him up. I don't know, but like the progression is to keep continuing. Like we should continue to keep extending the guys like the previous regime did, and you know, not all of them are going to work out. You know. I right. think the Polanco extension just scared nutting off from giving money to anybody for three or four years after that. Like, <laughs> I, I think that just the risk there. So the fact that they're willing to go stick their neck out for Keller is awesome. Yeah, very much so. Um, so again, I guess talking a bit about Mitch Keller, you know, like I me mean, last year, a 4.21 ERA again, like you're looking at the ERA wise, it's probably not like what you want to see. Like you want to see better, but like I think he can do better. Like the year before, three point nine one, but in the past two years, he's like he's pretty much produced like five and a half four. Mm. And, and you're talking about fifteen 
million a year for like a two and a half four player on average. Mm-hmm. Like I think Jim put here in the chat, like if he is just what he is right now, what he's done in the past two years, like he's still getting you better value on that deal, you know, than what it's being mm-hmm. paid for. But I think there's still a lot left. And you know, like what you saw in 2022, and then you saw in 2023. Like, I'm just a, a firm believer in Mitch Keller. I don't think he's like out here like being an ace and like like I've, I think the hope all obviously as well, but like I think the hope and rational thinking is once Paul Skeens gets here and gets his groove, like that guy's the dude, he's the ace. And Mitch Keller can line up as a fine number two. But mm. yeah, I mean, like I just I will watch a Mitch Keller sweeper all day long. All night yeah. long. It's probably one of the sexiest things you'll see in your life. No, and the nice thing about it too is like, like, yeah, he had like that terrible month. Was it June? It was either like May or June. He had this horrible month. I think June because I, th- I, I think, think it was, May was still pretty solid. And you know, it, it, they were hyping up like how he had like nine different pitches. He was throwing this giant pitch pitch mix, and he just stopped kind of throwing his fastball, which is his money pitch. Like that is the best pitch. And then he started throwing his fastball again way more, and things started to get better. So I think a lot of last year was just tinkering, seeing what exactly he had. And now I'm hoping that like he just takes like what he learned last year and hones it into like a lot more consistency this year because the fastballs was going to carry him. He has this, the legend sweeper's great. Sweeper is awesome, but he's not going to be a guy without his fastball. And so I'm hoping he uh, he learns from that this year. And, you know, and, and even if he doesn't, you know, oh, 200 innings of four ERA baseball is still really good stuff for the Pirates. Like, you're, you still have a really valuable pitcher there. That's part of it. Like, he's also now shown he's a workhorse. And that's something the Pirates need desperately this year for sure. But uh, but yeah, like you're absolutely correct. I mean, a lot of pitchers take time to develop, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just, this is yeah. what it is. You know, pitchers usually take more time to develop. A lot of hitters can come up in, for not being an actual pun, but yes, can can hit right away, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's gonna be like some development, but you know, maybe after like Julio Rodriguez, like a really good example. Like that guy came up, it took about 200, 300 at bats to really find his groove, but then like he's just mashing, right? Where yeah. like a lot of pitchers can take like. A few years now, Mitch Keller is like the extreme. It took him a long time to get here, but mm. like once he found a stride, like he's still developing and finding it. So, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this year being like he's putting everything finally together. He's also going to go out there and get you like close to 200 innings while doing it. And again, like what this team has going forward from this year with like the the question marks and the injury risk and everything about you know the, the rotation and such, you're going to need that. So, I mean, again, like if he even is this. Four, 4.2 type pitcher ERA wise, but he goes out there and gets you 190, 200 innings. That is extreme value. Yeah, no, it is. And like, it's, in, but also if you just look at the stats, like even from 22 to 23, like the stuff is moving in the right direction. Like there has been improvement. The strikeouts are going up. The walks are going down. The hard hit rates are going down. Like you can see like there has been sizable improvement over the past like two years. So even though the ERA is a little higher, like he was overall a better pitcher last year. And he, you know, yeah. it's true. I think Jim said in the chat, like 2022 started so bad. He got moved to the bullpen, but he, that's what I like about him. He is one mental, res, mentally resilient guy. Um, and he works hard. And I think you've been able to see, like, he's just been progressively getting better ever since 2021. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. You saw things finally click in 2022. And then mm-hmm. yes, in 2023, like you mentioned, he came with like 13 other pitches in his back pocket. You've never seen before. <laughs> it's just like, wow, he really worked to even get better upon that. And mm-hmm. yes, like April and May, you saw how filthy this guy mm-hmm. can be. So like seeing those two months and again, like towards the end, like you mentioned a little bit here, you, you see what he can do. And there's some nastiness to him. Now, is it going to be consistent? That's what's going to really determine, like, you know, you want to go by numbers, slot him as like the top of the rotation or mid rotation guy. But like, I, I'm fully confident, like at worst, he's a number three, four starter at very worst. Mm-hmm. And again, again, we're talking at 15 million a year. I mean, that's, what are those guys that are signing? Like they're pretty much number one, four or five stars and such. I mean, Lance Lynn, mm-hmm, Kyle yeah. Gibson, right? I mean, Mitch mm-hmm. Keller has way more upside than them, and they went for like eleven to thirteen million dollars, mm-hmm. you know, because they're workhorses, right? Well, Mitch Keller shows to be those type of guys too, as far as innings pitch. Mm-hmm. But this guy's got the potential to be a frontline starter too. So, yeah, Luke, Lucas contract, Giolito went for nineteen million a year for being a workhorse, you know, and he had a flight. I think he was closer to Lance Lynn than he was to Mitch Keller last year. So, you know, yeah, it, it is really good value. And, and, but like, it's also like, you know, when Brian Reynolds signed, it kind of felt like he took a huge pay cut. Same kind of same with Brian Hayes. You're like, wow, I can't believe he signed something so low. It doesn't feel like that this time. Like this feels like a relatively fair deal for both sides. Yeah. And that's nice. I, I, I like to see. I like to see guys get paid what they're worth. And I think Mitch Keller earned earned this money for sure. And, and I agree hundred percent. That's why I kind of stated what I stated early in that sense. There's still some uncertainty to a degree. Like you could say, yeah. I mean, if I'm in the Pirates camp, right? I can sit here and say, "Yeah, you're really, really good for those two months." Then this, can, you know, kind of didn't look too good, you know. And in 2023, you're really, really bad the first month, and then you can't, you know, like there's still a lot of question marks. Like you didn't really put together an entire season to say, "Oh, you're that dude." And that's why mm-hmm. I said, like, maybe some money was left off the table because of that. And I can understand. But all in all, $77 million, like, I'm not passing that up in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like $77 million is still a nice little chunk of change somebody's getting here. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, good for Mitch Keller. Um, and, you know, good for the Pirates we get done. Like, I think it's a mutually good contract. Uh, you said Brian Reynolds. I look even more towards, like, the Brian Hayes one where I looked, saw that and I was like, are you sure, Hayes? Are you <laughs> sure that's all you wanted? Uh, yeah. This one, I see both sides of it. This seems like it's just a very reasonable contract for both parties. Good deal. Yeah, and I don't know. I think I think Mitch Keller just has to be like the tread HQ poster boy. You know, going from DFA candidate to now you're you're signing deals worth eighty million dollars. Like you just yeah, maybe they're out. kicking in the the difference, right? Like the sponsorship, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get him to the ninety million he deserves. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it it's it's cool to see because especially we don't get this very often. Like for most teams, it's kind of like a no brainer. You know, they they extend their young talent, but for us, it's not a no brainer all the time. You know, I think in that article, I think the article mentioned like yesterday, you know, how there was like an urgency to get Cole out the door to save six and a half million dollars. It's nice when we get guys to stay here. And it's nice that Keller wanted to stay, you know, Keller, everything that Keller said made it seem like he wanted to extend. Same thing with Reynolds. Like you hear good, 
things, even like from people who have left the organization. So at the very least, like they're building something where people want to be here. They just don't necessarily pay people to be here for the right price. Right. And that's, that's good. I agree. Now, one thing I just want to say here also that I find just like a little bit interesting and I'm not, I guess I'll say that actually what I am doing is speculating. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you talk about the contract and the way it's structured because more or less the Reynolds deal and the Hayes deal has shown it's pretty much the same every year, you know, very Mm -hmm. small differences year by year. And this one is more escalated towards the end than today. And we know the state of the pirates right now. We know the payroll is quite low today. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're allowing it to get to 20 million at the end of it, you know, like, Part of me says, well, why didn't you maybe flip it? Like, why weren't you maybe more creative and say gave him 10 million this year? Mm. Bump up payroll to like 85 million in doing so. And that way, you know, at the end of the year, maybe you're still at 15 million. So, like, you have more flexibility, to like mm-hmm. use that word, you know, towards the <laughs> end. But then it made me think, like, is it possible they're doing that because they are still looking to add? Again, it's all speculation, but it's like maybe they're they are worried about payroll this year. They don't want to add to it because they want to give them some cushion to add to it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all speculation, but that's how I kind of look at this. Like if they felt, I felt like if they were pretty much done with payroll, that's at maybe they would get creative and make this year a little bit more, so there's more of that flexibility later on. So maybe they left it the way it is because they felt like maybe get something more on this team all i'm saying is maybe they're not done and this is kind yeah. of showing that they're not it, it, it's interesting because hayes's contract is like that like they front loaded hayes's contract right um, like he's going to be making like less money in the like latter years of the contract than he was he ever was like i think at the in the middle like right i think he's at 10 million right now and it's going to go down to eight but i hope so and I'm assuming because this is what every team is doing is everyone's just kind of waiting for the market, the asking price to collapse. You know, you look at the blue Jays who uh, gave Isaiah Kiner for life for like $15 million. And then the tigers like two months ago and the tigers today gave Gio Urshela 1.5 million. Like guys are going to get desperate. They'll lower their ask. And I think that's what the pirates are probably looking to hope for. Or it's going to, I think they might miss out on some guys because they do that. But yes, you're right. They should be trying to add because his salary basically is basically the same, right? Like it's just what he was going to make in arbitration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm hope I hope so. Right. Again, that's where I'm at. Obviously, <laughs> all speculation, but that's that's where my mind went. You know, mm-hmm. maybe this leads us to be more hopeful that there's going to be whether it's trade or sign i don't know right but like maybe there is some intent to add to this team in -hmm. doing that because i felt like if they feel that they're completely done maybe it would be smart to make a little more Mm front-loaded because the payroll is so low this year and let's throw the money this way since there's no one else that's coming in but they Mm -hmm. didn't so again again i'm just trying to be hopeful here yeah (laughs) that's all Or, or or it could be like you know where stump said uh 80 millions, the the benchmark, and they're just desperately trying to stay there. <laughs> yeah, it's I kind of felt like there's still a little bit of wiggle room with that. So it's like, hey, mm-hmm. you made 10 million this year as opposed to five, you're 85 million for the payroll. Like you're still there. Either way, it's just speculation. Don't take this much too farther, but uh it's a done deal. I like this. It's a good move. It's mm-hmm. it shows good faith. And again, as players, you saw the players in the clubhouse excited for him. By excited, take that with a grain of salt with Brian Reynolds. That is excited for him. If you saw the, <laughs> the video by Brian Reynolds, he just looks like, you know, he just 
found a penny on the floor and it's like, yeah, he's, and we're happy for him. Yeah, this is, this is great. This is a really good penny. It's awesome stuff. That's Brian Reynolds. That's his excitement. But everyone around the clubhouse seemed excited for Mitch. It's good vibes. It's a good way to start spring training. Yeah, no, and you know, it does good things for the morale of the team, you know, getting right. people paid. It's stuff to talk about. It gets fans excited. It it was a, it was a good it was a good timing for it. You know, unlike the Reynolds situation where like they heated and hawed back and forth the entirety of spring training. They didn't mess around. They just said, we're going to get it done. And it's nice. It's a good day. And we didn't get a whole lot of good days this offseason. I agree. I think that was pretty important, too. You know, you bring up the Reynolds thing. I mean, the Hayes also was just hush-hush. No one really knew about it. And it just happened. But it was at the very end. The Reynolds thing dragged out all offseason into spring training. This mm-hmm. one, no one really knew about either. But you knew, like, there was talks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it happened right away. There was no going into spring, finding out like Mitch Keller can just put everything down. I don't have to worry about this. Let me go be a pitcher, pitch my ass off. And that's what I like. And it, like you said, like everyone in the clubhouse, the team, mm-hmm. the cultures, like it's, that's, that's good to go into this. But also we didn't talk about the same time. Mitch Keller also announced as the opening day starter once again. So very good day for Mitch Keller. He gets paid <laughs> and is named the, the back-to-back opening day starter now. I think the last time that was done was, you know, Liriano. So, uh, yeah, again, like kudos to Mitch Keller. We didn't even get Tyon to do it twice. I don't think Tyon was healthy twice. That's crazy. Fortunately, that's insane. But I believe you. <laughs> like that, 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 that is something that I 100% believe. But man, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. Anything else that you really wanted to add to this? No, I think I, I think I'm just happy. I'm content. <laughs> that's, that, that's right. We made it to February 22nd, and we are happy. But then again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took it took a very long time. It's uh, we had the way through the rowdy Telezes of the world to get to <laughs> get to happiness. Here we go. Well, I guess with that said, we will get out of here. Then, as always, appreciate you guys for watching. Uh, we will have bucket around tomorrow. So Cody will have the new beat writer for the post Gazette. Noah Howell's on to introduce him to the world as the pirates Twitter. Once again, I guess I should say reintroduce him. Um, and then like after that, I mean, Neil, you're going to be down there with us. We'll be in Bradenton spring training, tons of content, the pregame show on Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, I'm excited, man. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good time. I haven't been to spring training since I was like 10 years old. So this is going to be great. <laughs> well, now you can drink. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I don't look like it, yes, I can drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10. That was what, four years ago? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Freshman year of high school has been really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Hey, you all, thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can. Uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.